Welcome to the Vitology Podcast, our live experience. We are here live on Facebook and YouTube live in, in Vitology. It is all about the study of life. And here we are studying life abundant, vital signs for life abundant. We believe that the way to experience all the, the full life that God wants for us is through Jesus. And so today, our guest is none other than Hello, Ryan Paulson. Okay, hey. not so much a guest. It's so good it's to be back with Ryan. you. Welcome, man. How this you doing? Is our, I'm doing well. This is our first one of 2021. Well, Happy New Year. Yeah, happy New Year to you. And Happy New Year to you. And I think we should, I mean, we want to get, There's. we have a lot of fun stuff uh -oh. to talk about tonight. But I do think that we yes. should tell our listeners a little bit about the experience we had yesterday yes. here on their church campus. Yes, we so should. So lest do. you thought that 2021 was going to be definitively different than 2020, we had, I, I came out of a meeting here on a church campus and somebody said to me, did you hear about the fire? And I'm thinking like when Rome burned or like what fire? And so I asked what fire and they said the fire in our parking lot. And I said, no, when no. did that happen? And they said, no, no, it's happening. Currently happening. Currently at that time. happening. Yes. So there was quite literally a dumpster fire in our parking lot it yesterday. There was a trash truck that caught on fire and two miles away from Emmanuel Faith. Yes, two miles away. I, and I don't know what that experience is like of, of Never realizing that your now large truck large is on truck fire. Is on fire. And evidently, this is a thing. This guy didn't didn't know. He decides, well, I should go find a big parking lot. And who did he choose? Us at Emmanuel Faith. You know what? I'm just glad he chose a church. We are serving the community we, in more ways than we know, friends. That's right. I know. Now, the reason he needed a big parking lot was because he needed to find a place to dump his flaming pile of refuse <laughs> so that he got it out of his truck. Kid you not. So that his truck didn't blow up. Yes, yeah, so he needed a place where he could safely blow up, is yes. what you're saying. Yeah. And so he chose a church. Yeah. Now this is sounding less like a compliment to us, or less that we were, you know, we were doing a service of. Some we were sort living in a meme yesterday. <laughs> yes, we were. We were a meme. That 2021 they, is like, hey, 2020, will you hold my eggnog while I, while I create a this. dumpster fire? That's yeah. right. So, anyway. Wow. Yeah. Good times. So, when how's I, your week been? <laughs> when I heard fire, I, you know, I just thought like a oh, little trash fire. And then I think someone, I think you might have said something about trash. And I thought, okay, well, there's a little trash on fire. And you guys, it was spread across the parking lot. Two fire engines. Yes. Multiple people working. Yes. Spraying it down. Spraying, digging. I know. It anyway, yep. good yep. times. So day 12, that was day 12. <laughs> And there's a we had dumpster an fire. insurrection on day, day six. six. Yep, yeah. A dumpster fire on day twelve. Who knows what day eighteen could hold? I know, I know. Uh, so, it can only go up from here. Right? Don't say that. I know. There's an inauguration coming. Oh my goodness gracious! <laughs> well, it's uh, it is it is very good, and I'm seeing there's a bunch of people online already, and uh, it is it is good to see you all here. And we're kind of having some fun with that, that it was silly. No one got hurt here at the, the, the Emmanuel Faith dumpster fire. Um, and it was, it was wise driving. You know, I just love the fact that, by the way, that he drove two miles. He drove two miles. There, there had to be other parking lots within a two-mile radius. But no, he, he was None the church. with the blessing of the Lord Not like ours. <laughs> that's true. It's true. I, you know, maybe that's a step of faith for that guy. Hey, right yeah. on. That's awesome. So, um. We're, we're joking about that, and this, we want to have some fun today, but this is a podcast right, format, right? This is, you know, this is a live format. We are coming to you not scripted, and I feel like we have to say that time and time again uh, because uh, we're going to talk about some things today that are uh, sensitive. I'll just put it that way. Um, yeah. Yeah, they're, they're touchy, and, and um, we're both, this is, we haven't talked a lot exactly about what we're going to say for sure. So it's not like we have it all planned out, but what we have talked about and planned is that we don't want to offend people. Or or, or we want to offend everybody. Maybe that's it. <laughs> maybe that's a better way to say that. Um, 
And so we will one or the other. We will How about do that, our Josh? Best. That's a good we, idea. We either try to offend no one or everyone. Yeah, we don't want to make it personal. We don't want to make true. it. That's that's Absolutely. really what I'm getting 100%. at. Um, yeah. And so um, know this: that as you're out there um, interacting with us, I, I just pray that this will be this will be a learning experience, okay? Because and and it is going to sort of be for us as we process, as we kind of uh, figure out principles about all that's gone on. Um, I think this is going to be a good. Thing. I think Josh too, the, one of the things that would be important for me is um, you guys, you can disagree with us. Oh, like that's, yeah. that's okay. We actually would welcome that and yes. welcome the dialogue because there are a number of differing viewpoints to some of the topics that we're going to talk about today. Yes. And I don't think Josh or I are in any way, shape or form claiming that we have a corner on the right way to see and interact with the topics that we're going to talk about. Yes. In fact, I actually think that the very thing that got us into this mess is the idea that you can't disagree with me. Right. Or that, that my way is the only way and I'm willing to fight you for that. Yeah. That those opinions. And mm -hmm. so that I, that's a great, great point, Ryan, that we, uh, we're not coming to you saying we are the experts that have all the answers and that, that this is the only way to think about it. Right. Um, I think, and, and I don't know that we'd even say, I, I don't think I'd say I've figured out how to think about this, um, but there's a lot of questions I have and a lot of ways I want to process this yeah. and think it through. And, and hopefully we're going to do this all biblically uh, in the way of Jesus, with the heart of Jesus. That's what this is all about. Yep. And we'll do our best. We will. We will. So what's this elusive topic? Well, <laughs> There's quite a few things, you know, if, uh, if you're out there and you're like me, you've probably done a lot of thinking on all that went on last Wednesday. It was a week ago. Yeah, it was a week ago. It was a week ago today. For those that maybe this is dated for, and they're listening, mm -hmm. uh, you oh, know, time yeah. after. Yeah. But we're talking about what? Well, um, a week ago, a week ago today, uh, there was crowds of people that ended up turning into riots. It began as protests, turned into riots, stormed our capital, um, and uh, a lot of bad things happened there. Um, we watched people um, get beaten up. Um, we watched, you know, watched someone got shot. Um, multiple other people died. Yeah, Senate chamber was stormed. Yes. Um, people were, I mean, very strange pictures of people sitting in our representatives offices yeah. with their feet up on the desk and their offices destroyed and oh yeah yeah it was sort of surreal oh I mean, it was it, very much anyway. surreal yeah uh, so people, that's what we're talking about people walking in places where i i was there um was it a year ago a little more than a year ago year and a half ago uh, i was there walked in some of the same places and they have like aisles that you walk down and it was so surreal to see people kind of walking in those aisles huh and then in the same places, and yet, you know, incredibly rowdy and riotous and, and, uh, and yelling all sorts of crazy things. Yeah. Um, hearing people chant things like, hang Mike Pence. Um, yeah. That, it's, it's not okay. And, and no one says that those actions were okay. Um, everybody, and, and I'm glad finally, like kind of everybody's denouncing this. Mm -hmm. um, but there was also some things that led to this and and some ways of thinking that I think we want to get into. Now, and, and let me just be clear. I uh, actually have a bunch of other questions and ways I'd, I'd love to talk through Nehemiah some, and, and I actually think it applies really well. Uh, but we're bringing some because we did have questions directly about this very yeah. thing. Yeah. And so, um, so the people have spoken. And, uh, and we've been asked to address some of these things yeah. and, uh, and to talk this through. So, so we're going to do that. So. Right on. Where do you want to start? We're going to do that. That is a great question. Um, you know, I, let's, let's, I think we should kind of go through the, the message a little bit. Yeah. Um, because I do think that there's some things that, that got brought out this last weekend, which I think was was clearly God's timing. Uh, you recorded this, that the sermon that, that same day, same day, yeah. same morning. So, uh, Ryan recorded the sermon before he knew anything was happening. 
Correct. Um, there was no way to know that. And so um, uh, it's not, you know, I'm sure there's, there's part of you is like, I wish I could address this oh, more yeah. directly. Yeah, you, oh, especially in this season where things have changed. And what I mean by this season is the last 10 months now have changed so quickly that you, I've had, I've gone back weeks and re-recorded things yes. because of what happened during the week. Yeah. Um, some of the thing, the uh, George Floyd killing, we went back and retaped a section after that happened. Yeah. Um, and the way that our nation responded to it and this sort of just outcry that rose up, I went, gosh, I've got to, I've got to speak to that differently. And so put on the same clothes I had during the uh -huh. original, tried to go at the same time the next day, called our videographer yeah. and said, I'm really sorry, man, but like, I have to speak to this. And this was one of those instances where I would have loved to at least have prayed over it, if not incorporated it more directly. But as you were saying, Josh, some of the um, ways that the Lord works is, is that some of those things are addressed within the message. Absolutely. So absolutely. And, uh, and so, um, you know, so the, the message this week um, on our series is uh, Rebuild My Life um, from Rubble to Renewal, um, which is, is such a great, such a great title, that sort of great concept. Um, but clearly, um, we, I mean, in talking about the series, I remember thinking like, we're claiming that it's renewal time. Um, but, but clearly, there's still a lot of rubble in our lives. And, and that's just in a sense emblematic of, of what life is like. Yeah, and I think I used the analogy week one of a rebuilding year for a sports team where like a rebuilding year is a year where you intentionally embrace a season yeah. of pain mm -hmm. in order to prepare yourself for a sustained season of growth. Yes. And um, well, yeah, 2021, if it is rebuilding, it's we're in that pain phase still. Yeah, I think. yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, the idea was rebuilding your, our priorities. Mm -hmm. And so uh, this really hits at where a lot of people's priorities, I, I'm just gonna say, um, I think we can all agree that the people's uh, priorities at, that we're rioting, okay, not, not, we're not making a blanket statement about all people who are protesting, okay? Um, but there were people who protested and got carried away and went too far. And, and I think there's something about their, their priorities in life that they felt like this was the biggest cause um, that they could be a part of it, which there's, it's interesting the way that they got there. Now, in your message, you, you talked about this. I think one of the, the key ideas um, had to do with identifying distractions. Um, you said this, uh, that we've got to learn how to navigate life, a life when we're constantly being called down from the wall. Okay, now yeah. the wall, is is kind of a metaphor for what's our, our main priority our main life, priority right? yeah it comes out of nehemiah chapter 6 yeah. verse 3 when samblet and tobiah are called to nehemiah and they literally he's literally up working on the wall and they want him to come down and go to a interaction with them and he says i cannot come down i'm doing a great work why should this work stop yeah. while i come and interact with you so yeah. that's sort of the metaphor that we use throughout the message of this wall being, what is that great work mm -hmm. that is our, our utmost priority, our, our, our greatest longing, our greatest value, and what are the things that take us away from that? Yeah. And here's, here's as you were saying that, and this was kind of coming out in the text, I, I started thinking to myself, <laughs> um, some things can be both. Mm -hmm. Or like, or we think something is the wall, Right. And maybe it's the thing pulling us down from the wall. Like, for instance, okay, and, and politics can be that. Sure. So, so I, some people, uh, politics is the thing that they're, that's their priority. And yet, I also think that for a lot of people these days, and, and maybe it's because we're at home a lot more than we normally are. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's because we're distracted by the news a lot more. Um, whatever that is, that politics has actually become the thing that has pulled us down from the wall, from yeah. our real priority. Okay, uh, I totally agree. And there is a rabbit trail in within this text mm -hmm. that I didn't have 
a chance to chase as much as mm -hmm. I wanted to. So I just want to, I'll address it now. But in verse nine, it says, as Nehemiah is giving commentary on the subtleties of what his enemies are trying to do, here's what mm -hmm. he says. Mm -hmm. He says, for they all wanted to frighten us, thinking their hands will drop from the work and they will not be done. And there's this theme it's in verse, verse 13 also, for this purpose he was hired, that I should be afraid and act in a way and sin so that they could give me a bad name in order to taunt me. And it's interesting that one of the, the tactics that's used in order to get us off the wall is fear. Hmm. And when I think about some of our political narrative right now, so much of it is based around fear. And, yes. and that's, not a, that's not on one side of the aisle. That's on oh, no. both sides of the aisle. It's if this person gets elected, America will go down the tubes. Mm -hmm. if, this, if that person gets elected, we're going to, quote unquote, lose our country. Mm -hmm. And all of these are fear-based tactics mm -hmm. that in, unless that, unless politics is <laughs> our wall, yeah. it's a way to get us off of whatever it is. Yeah. And uh, let me just, as a Christian, is, is, is politics our wall? Um, oh, it is definitively not. Right. At least, let me say this. Historically, it has never been the Christian's wall. Mm. And so if we want to say, well, it should be now, we just have to admit that that's a deviation from historic Christianity. Mm -hmm. It's a deviation from the teaching of Jesus. Um, and so we're, we're getting out of line with mm. where our, the stream that we're a part of or we're saying we're a part of has been flowing for the last 2000 plus years. And, and meaning that it, it's not that, that, um, politics isn't important for a Christian. Very important. It's not that we're not, you're not saying that that's, uh, that it's not valuable at all. Um, but by saying it's not the wall, explain, um, explain what would be the Christian. Yeah. So wall. when Jesus taught us to pray, he said, pray like this. And his prayer was pray that your kingdom come and your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Mm -hmm. And so I, I would always say, I, I'm, I'm so grateful for the U S I am. I feel like, yeah. gosh, God, you've been so gracious to me that this is my country. I was born here. This is what my passport says. Um, but my birth certificate says kingdom of God. Right? Mm. And that's my, my allegiance is to the kingdom before it's to the U.S. And I think if I could just talk, and, and like, like we've said, you can disagree with me here. Um, I think as I watched the insurrection on the 6th, the, the, one of the things that was most troubling to me was the crosses that were yeah. being carried yep. and the signs about Jesus that were um, being toted around. And um, I guess like, so let me bounce this off of you. Yeah. yeah. I have zero issues with people flying a Republican flag or a Democratic flag. Um, I, uh, like yeah. having a Trump sticker on the back of their car or yeah. having a Biden sticker. Like, no, like whatever your party is, I'd be a prophetic voice into that party. Yes. Right. Yes. I, I get, I, I get deeply troubled when we combine Christianity with a party, whichever mm. party it is, and we make them synonymous. Mm -hmm. And we start to look to who, whichever the leader is, mm -hmm. right, as a messianic figure who's going to quote unquote save us. Yeah. Yeah. We, we already have a savior. Mm -hmm. He has saved us. Yep. He is the king. Yep. We're part of his kingdom. And that, that gets troubling to me. So I don't really, yeah, man, I don't, if you're a, a, a yeah. Trump fan, like, or a Biden yeah. fan, fly, fly that flag. Just don't fly it with your Christian flag and don't put a cross next to it and yeah. like mash them up and make them yeah. synonymous with, you know, that Christian nationalism. I, we saw that on display. It and was it very was clear. not pretty. You know, there was a, a time when in a segment I was watching um, and, uh, and I, I mean, I think, I mean, I'm watching this segment, and um, there's somebody with a an American flag, okay, and and I think okay that that's the right thing to have there, sure. all right. 
and that's politics. And of course, you're going to have the American flag. Great thing. A Trump flag. And not once again, not not necessarily bad. Um, and they were they were there in support of Trump. Um, but then I, I saw like a Confederate flag, um, which was confusing mm -hmm. um, in the Capitol even. And and a Jesus flag all together. And they were kind of, you know, they're all being carried by in the same sort of way and not by the same people. Right. And I get it. And, and I hope that the people carrying the Jesus flag weren't the people hurting people. OK. Oh, goodness. Um, I, I, I'm hoping that those people were somewhere completely different. But the, the imagery of it is um, it hurts, <laughs> yeah. you know, um, as a Christian, I think that that is just a terrible scene yeah and and yet of course the, i mean the jesus flag on 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 the screen was the one that was there uh, the longest i felt like which, yeah i mean uh, of, of course the media loves that piece and it yeah. it gives further credence to the unreliability of our claims about who jesus is i mean you know it's interesting to me josh i think about I don't know that there, I haven't read too many Christian historians that think that the Crusades were like a good season for the church. Yeah, no. Right? Like we all look back on that and go, mm. oh gosh, the mixing of like that Christian warrior type of mentality mm -hmm. in, in hindsight. So we're a thousand plus years removed. We go, gosh, do we really want to go back to that? Mm. Like that's not, that's not the way that we fight. We don't fight that way. Jesus told us how we fight. We fight by turning the other cheek, by loving our neighbor, by praying for our enemies, by giving generously in light of the fact that we're being taken advantage of. That's the way we fight. And we exactly. have our playbook. Exactly. And so, like, yeah, if you're a Republican or Democrat and that's your your defining ethos, you may, quote unquote, fight in a different way. Mm -hmm. oh, fair enough. But just don't say that you're a Christian while you do it because yeah. we know we we're clearly told how to proceed. Yeah. 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 And that, uh, and that's where, um, if, if, if today, if tonight, this, this, uh, uh, in this time, it feels like we're picking on, um, if there's, if we're picking on one side over another, um, I, I just, I feel like there's, there is, there is one side that tends to use uh, religious language, make religious claims even more than the other um, in, in our political system. Um, and, and it's not entirely true there because actually both sides make religious statements. They, um, and, and sometimes it bugs me. I don't know if it bugs you when people just throw in a, a scripture and it seems like it's not authentic, um, but they feel like they just have to like reach that audience. Okay, we all, no one really likes that. Yeah. Um, however, it does seem like there's, uh, there is, uh, between the Republicans and the Democrats, um, you do hear this sense of claim to Christianity in particular, mm -hmm. a little bit more. And, and that's just where as Christians, um, and as Bible believers, I think that we have to, uh, we have to speak a, about that a little bit and, and see what, you know, see what the claims really are. Yeah, uh, because I'm hearing, uh, I'm hearing a lot of interesting claims coming out of pastors, um, uh, theologians, people, or at least uh, people claiming to be that. Yeah, um, is really interesting, and we're going to get to some of that because, but, but it gets me thinking about how we dive in, or how we get influenced into believing this sort of thing. Okay, because one of the, you know, as your, your main one of your main points was uh, identi um, identify distractions and embrace focus. And in the illustrations used were um, like entertainment was is right. a big yeah busyness entertainment and emotion and, right yes so um, if entertainment is one of our big distractions um, which I, I completely agree and I I think so many people related to the to the Netflix binge watching we yeah. have a term for that or yeah. it's a great illustration um, I think we also binge news oh totally and. And actually, this is one of those things that I think is so helpful for us to understand is that news is entertainment. Yes, it is. Uh, and primarily, be, like, we, we know that because there's a massive economic engine yes. <laughs> that runs the news. 
Yes. And that's no secret to anybody. But I think because of that, um, there's a perspective that they want to share and there's an audience that they want to draw in. And we are the audience. Like we, we are the people being marketed to by the perspectives that the news yes. shares. And so I don't know what your practice is, Josh. Is I, I like to get practical. Like one of the things I do, um, cause I could get sucked in at any uh, point. Yeah. I have my two news apps that I read mm -hmm. and I go through them every morning. I pick a few articles that I want to read because my goal as a pastor is to try to stay up to date on what's going on in our world, not just for sermon material, but, mm -hmm. but to try to help uh, guide and lead people as best I can. I feel like I at least need to have my finger on the pulse of that. But after I do that in the morning, I, I really don't look at it the rest of the day. That's sort of just me because I can get sucked into those kinds of conversations. Yeah. And and what I find is that it like just this deep angst or uh, like either anxiety or anger. Oh, like, yeah. You, oh, yeah. You've got to be kidding me. I can't believe that. Exactly. So, yeah, that, that's that's usually uh, the way that I like to do things. Last Wednesday, uh, I did not accomplish that very well. Last Wednesday was less than productive, not the most productive day I've had because I started seeing reports of this and uh, somebody texted me and uh, you know who you are, uh, told me that this was going on and it got me down. Rabbit was it trail. no more or less perspective than the dumpster fire Wednesday? <laughs> um, <laughs> it was days, it was sorry. worse than the dumpster okay. fire okay right. i didn't say yeah you know at, by that point i didn't okay you know I, we've been sort of ignoring comments and uh you know sherry does tell us to sit closer to the microphones okay. i'm sorry i'm sorry and uh you got it okay someone's saying something i don't know anyway all right we've got <laughs> comments coming in and we want to respond to you so if you've got something to say um make a comment there on facebook on youtube um you can always send questions anytime to questions at efcc.org we've gotten a, a few of those that, that uh, we're kind of um, bouncing around hitting those okay we haven't like read exactly um but i'm going to to read one in a little bit, but that, that whole thing about getting sucked into news, they, they want you to do that. Oh yeah. And they're uh, good at it. Absolutely. They, I, I, mean, I mean, news isn't all that much different than now than yeah. like say social media and the way that they monetize, the way that they try to gain viewership or followers in order to create a platform. And uh, in many ways it's, it's about money. Yeah. Right? Yeah. The social dilemma would be a great, a documentary to watch if you haven't watched that you should this is a plug for that do yes. yourself and your if you have kids kids a favor and check yeah. that out interesting that is actually uh, you said that news is about fear that is actually causing you fear about the news in a sense right yeah yeah <laughs> which is funny um, and we should be let me say we should be skeptical about about all news aware aware um we should be discerning um i love it whenever and sorry honey for throwing you under the bus but whenever my wife says something that she heard on facebook i'll kind of be like come on yeah did you hear that on facebook have you checked that yet have you googled it so one of my one of my favorite apps right now for this is called all sides and um let me just i'll just show you a little plug a little from plug all sides. here we go can you see it can you um, zoom let's in? just zoom in here let's see does this work it's you can't see it but can't here's what it does well. it just tells you uh the news source and where they fall along the left center or right oh, that's great uh, sort of um all sides all sides and so We're you know a plug this show brought to you by all yeah, so then at least you know okay well this this article was written by uh, like by a news article that is very right leaning or yeah. very left leaning yeah and you can see the way that they they batch it based on topic and so you're reading you can read a bunch of articles on the same topic from a different perspective and so it's just one that uh i've really benefited from that's great i see that is helpful in order to to see different sides so if, if you find yourself with one news source and you're one of those that i always go to this one um can i just say um there is no news source that is that trustworthy yeah uh, there's just there's just not I, I mean i haven't found it yet 
And uh, and so it's it's good to be a little bit skeptical about what they're saying because they want you to they want you to believe. I mean, they're good at it. They 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 want us to to buy in. They want us to to uh, to feed off of it mm-hmm. and to get sucked in. And uh, and they're very very good at it. And that's why you sit through the commercials. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, so okay. So that news is entertainment. Um, you know. The, your next your next idea was that uh, that refuse peer pressure and operate with personal conviction. Um, now, I think that I think that a lot of what happened at the Capitol ended up being, uh, in a sense, mob mentality, which is often really peer pressure gone awry. Right? It's yeah. it's one person does something dumb. They were. They just did stupid things. Yeah. And then well, another I mean, person gets egged on. Like, so we want to be equal opportunity offenders, yes, right? Yes. So I, I would argue that some of the BLM protests that yes. evolved into riots in Portland yes. would fall in that same category, Absolutely. right? Like, a hundred percent. Fully supportive of peaceful protest, just yeah. like I am in DC, in Washington, yeah. DC, but that, that, that evolved in a way that w- was unhealthy as well. Yes. Yes. That, in fact, I mean, I, I, I'd hope to say most protest that, that turns into that is, is doing just that. It's someone going too far and then someone else following. And then there's this mob mentality that's just yeah. ugly. Yeah. And, and, and that happens in any, any um, riots. They're, they're just, they're terrible and ugly and nonproductive. Um, and then it changes the whole the whole message, right? It does. It, um, it reminds me, Josh, of um, a quote by, I, I think you guys can check me on this. You have internet in front of you. I think it's by Soren Kierkegaard, the Danish existential philosopher. Okay. He said, the crowd is untruth. Mm-hmm. And um, it was, you're checking right now. Uh-huh. All right. All right. Check, yep, check it out. It's, it, it is Soren. Yeah. Soren. Great name. Yeah, it is. Kierkegaard. Kierkegaard. Um, the crowd is untruth. Yeah. And it was, I th- it was his way of saying, if you find yourself in the majority or even in the mob and, um, well, I'll come back to the mob in just a second, but that you should step back long enough to ask is, is this true? Or am I just caught up in this mm-hmm. because it's because of the passion, because mm-hmm. of the collective voice, am I getting caught up in this? And, um, I forget which theologian it was. It might have been Walter Brueggemann that wrote about the way that oftentimes mobs operate the way that they do so that nobody can get blamed. And it's more of just this like collective blanket over it Mm. rather than somebody going, I really actually believe this. And that's why they stoned people. They stoned people in the Old Testament so that like whose fault was the death? Right. You never knew which stone killed somebody. Yeah. So it was like everybody could pass the buck mm-hmm. and look at somebody else mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and not have to take responsibility. Yeah. So I don't Ooh. know how that applies to that peer pressure, personal conviction, but I think maybe to just in situations like that, for us to step back and go, what, what do I really believe yeah. about this? Yeah. I think that's a powerful question. Yeah. And, it, you know, and I think there's a lot of, um, in a sense, there's, there's peer pressure to, um, peer pressure is the wrong word maybe, but there's this, at least a, an assumption that in order to be a good Christian, you've got to be a good Republican also. Um, and, now, and not to say, we're not here trying to, to discourage anyone from being a Republican. Um, and here's the thing, and I think this is where... I, I'm convicted just because uh, I, I, have, I have good friends on on both sides who have been hurt by um, by conversation, by comments, um, by each other. That that you can be a faithful Christian on on both sides of of our political divide. You can. And uh, and in fact, I think that's one of the beautiful things about the Christian faith is that um, some of our strongest leaders on both sides are strong Christians. Yeah. You know, we're kind of, um, this is something that can be bigger than, yeah. and I love that. Well, and I hope, I hope people who are followers of Jesus don't agree with 
wh whatever party you're a part of, I hope you don't agree with all of it. Mm. Right? Like oh, I, yeah. so to be a, I hope we have followers of Jesus in each party that are a prophetic voice to call that party back more towards the ethos of the kingdom yes. rather than the empires of the earth. And, and I think that's done best from within yeah. because it, there's a sense of loyalty, a sense of value, a sense of love that is um, shared there. And so I, I hope we have Christians in both parties, mm -hmm. right? Like we need followers of Jesus in both parties. Ooh, that's a great, that's a great point. So part of what you're saying is that, uh, it's, it'd be good to have people in the Republican party who are willing to take a look and say, well, I like what this party says about that. Yeah. And, or and here's what the scriptures within, say about even this. Here, yeah. Even better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good point. Yeah. Uh, and, and to see where those come, but be able to, to change from the, the party norm, yes. right? From the party leadership and all those things. Um, that That's a very Christian uh, concept. <laughs> I think it's the only way that we can actually um, embrace, you know, as much as we can as followers of Jesus, uh, politics, right? So there are some traditions that would just say, we're not even going to try. Like, we're out. The Anabaptists, yes. like often, like yeah, many streams yeah. of Anab uh, the Anabaptists, not only did they not serve in the military because they were pacifists, but they went, we're not even voting. Yeah. Like this is not, yeah. we are not part of this kingdom. Yeah. And um, there's something about the simplicity of that, that I, that I'm drawn to, but I also, I'll say this week. So this is a, spo uh, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. not a spoiler, Come but yeah. where I'm going this week, I'm going to talk uh, at least at the very beginning of it that I when Paul writes to the church at Rome and says that they're citizens of heaven, he does not say that they're no longer a part of the empire of Rome. Mm -hmm. They just have to figure out how to be a prophetic voice into it and live as disciples and followers of the way mm. while they uh, are the best citizens that they possibly can be yeah. in the Roman empire. Yeah. Oh, that's good. And, and, and I, I do believe with you, what you're saying is that that, that actually can be done on on uh in either party um and and yeah in fact I, I love what you said that that um i hope that everyone in every party has something that they don't like something that oh. they don't fully buy into something that they're willing to say no that's not the way of jesus right um and and they might and i get it that politics in a sense is um is this game we that, that we play right that in order to get something done you've got to compromise all there's compromise all throughout government. Yeah, there is. Um, but I think that we've got to we've got to challenge our elected officials, um, our people to to compromise on the things of of, of the ways of Jesus. N not to compromise on those. To compromise their other yeah. uh, their other beliefs, their other uh, positions, in order to pursue the way of Jesus. Yeah, uh, I completely agree with that. Now, okay, now we can talk about that with uh, elected officials, which we are not. Thank the Lord <laughs> that we are not. Um, and we can kind of talk about that. But, um, you know, this has been an interesting one because um, a lot of people have been, have been, uh, have believed some things about this election, about um, what is going on in the world um, that is mixed in with this pandemic. And it's become kind of a boiling point that has erupted in, in chaos and riots. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, uh, yeah, well, you, you keep going. You well, keep going. so, and it's been some very particular th beliefs and it has been, um, it's been very laced in religious language. Mm -hmm. um, in fact, so let me let me go to one of our questions today. That I, I'm this one. I'm just going to read. I'm not going to read names. I I don't do that unless you you tell me to. Um, and so this is a question that I just want to read word for word. They just say this. Um, they just start. They I would appreciate your perspective on World Economic Forum. The WEF is often referred to the great reset and how you see it playing out against the backdrop of the rapture of the church and the great tribulation okay now 
this is a loaded question and I'm only giving us about <laughs> 20 minutes to talk about this. Um, okay. Now I had to do some research here. In fact, I, I asked, them, I did too. I asked them for some videos and, and we've kind of, we've watched some of this and wow. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Wow. That there's a lot there. <laughs> there's a lot there. So, um, Oh, do we, do we try to, yeah, let's jump in. We try I mean, to, to uh, do we try to explain a little bit of, of what sure, it is? Sure, sure. Yeah. And then do you want to take a we'll, stab? We'll at talk. That? Okay. Okay. Yes. Um, <laughs> I mean, I, I wrote down at one point they said these are the three things that yes. the Great Reset is all about. So, but then did you get them? Because I, I didn't. I, I got, I got them. Okay. Sort of. All right. So I'll check your work. The uh, <laughs> um, the whole concept is that that uh, that there is a a, a group of leaders often referred to as the elite, a cabal is a, a word that is used, um, that is the elite. It's a little bit elusive, not sure exactly who, but they're the people of power. Um, sometimes it's government power, sometimes it's business power, sometimes it's both, um, that is a part of the World Economic Forum, which are using this pandemic. Okay, the COVID-19 pandemic. Yeah, depending on who you ask, they're either using it or they created In it. In fact, the some the people that we watched a video of, which was a very religious um, statement of this, said both, actually. They did. Which, it, it can't be both. But um, they used the word plandemic um, as if there are people out there that planned this COVID-19 so that we would become dependent on government right is really the idea or on the elites okay yep um and it's this idea that they're they're out there and they're conspiring against us now this is something that people can buy into because oh, man as someone who don't you know you don't feel powerful mm -hmm. and it seems like there's more going on yeah the three the three elements of the great great reset as i heard it were um uh sort of a wealth distribution mm -hmm. through global tax, like a universal basic income, and that the globe goes cashless. That's number one. Number two is um, that our lives become more and more dictated to us. Yeah. You can do these things, you can't do these things. So you have to wear a mask, you can only yeah. eat meat two days a week, you can, whatever, whatever the case may be. And that there's eventually one world economy and one world government, the sort of moniker that they're using is the fourth industrial revolution. And all of this is merged with artificial intelligence and uh, man with machine and all these sort of yeah. ideas, technology, and all of it being rolled into one gotcha. Yes. And so, okay, Josh, here's, I, I'm yeah. going to say something controversial. Okay. It may be controversial. I don't know. They might be right. Um, I don't think they are. Okay. Yeah. 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 All right. But I just, right. I want to have a posture hmm. of humility and yeah. go, all right, well, um, maybe, but, but if you're, um, if you sort of follow and try to figure out how can you tell if something's a conspiracy theory, mm -hmm. uh, this seems to have most of the marks of a conspiracy theory. Yes. Right. So conspiracy theories will often and like we, you can disagree with us on this this is fine you they, they'll often draw um causation correlation inner like relationships that you go hmm, not sure that that's necessarily yeah. there yeah they're built on secret knowledge that only a few have the secret knowledge yep. this one happens to be cloaked in theological secret knowledge also yep that this is all a part of the antichrist scheme uh, to try to decimate us. And, um, there, the, the motives are always, um, imposed on yes. the people taking action yes. and for some sort of predetermined agenda, yes. right? So they did this in order to do that. Yes. Um, I would also say that in watching those videos and fact checking them, I went, this is total hogwash. Like what, when they started talking about some of the things about the vaccines and mm -hmm. altering DNA, they were talking about that. Just not, not true. Yeah. Not true. Yeah. No, no. Um, often 
rumors upon rumors upon rumors yes um that have been said enough times that have a ring of truth see this is the thing yeah, um, and they often have a ring of truth because they've been said so many times and so if you say it enough times in our world and our media it almost sounds as if it's true it's, well adolf hitler was it was the king of this, yeah. right? Yeah. Oh, the Jews are out to take over the world. The Jews are trying to have some sort of of, of uh, economic yeah. dominance where we're not going to be able to, you should fear this, you should fear, you know? He was a king of conspiracy theory propaganda yes. and utilized it to kill 14 million people. Yes. And... And here's where, um, and, and not to say that that anyone here in this is, is trying to use this. We're not saying that um, that it's at that extreme yet, and I, I pray and hope it is not. Uh, because uh, here's the thing: there's probably some people who have read some of this and said, "But wait a minute, I think it, I think it sounds it could be true. It sounds true. <laughs> yes, yeah, you that? did say yeah, it could yeah. be true. Yeah. Um, how do we?" How do we know um, that that we're? Um, how can we have a the right amount of skepticism about some of these claims? Um, about you know that this is all a big conspiracy. You know, and even as far as um, as this election, because one of the claims in that that uh, I'm hearing, I didn't know this until recently, but uh, that there's a good amount of Christians making. Is that that, and it's maybe not just Christians, but that Donald Trump was somehow the only one that was standing up to this great cabal of of leaders, and it, it's almost savior-like language mm -hmm. that that he was the one that was going to stand up and stop it all, and that is why I'm hearing that we've got to kind of fight for this. We've got to fight for him, even kind of against all odds and even against our constitution and stuff like that. Yep. I'm, I'm, I heard that in some of those videos as yes. well and went, wow, wow, yeah. wow. Um, I think there's a lot of presuppositions there that lead us to a conclusion that under normal circumstances, we would go, there's no way we should yeah. walk. Mm -hmm. Like, so we just, we should look at the conclusion. Let's violate our constitution because we have all of these preconceived mm. notions that this house of cards that we've built and what if what if that isn't true and then people take action on this and and where does that leave us as yeah. a, a as as a republic where does that leave us a mm -hmm. democratic state how, how do we move forward if that if it isn't true right? yeah and I mean, I have so many questions, Josh, about yeah. like the like what's the the motive here? I'm not exactly sure. Uh, I mean, um, these people, these are the richest people in the world trying to get together and take over the world. They can already buy whatever they want. They can yeah. do whatever they want. Guys like Bill Gates. I know there's people that don't like him, but the guy has more money than he knows what to do with. And part of the way he's utilized his wealth is by helping to vaccinate and give health care and so i mean if if we were to take out some of the that lens that we have already i think we'd go wow that's like he's doing some honorable things or at least trying to yes so i guess i i i read that and go i don't understand the motive yes yes and I, that's an interesting point that ascribing motive uh, to be able, because um, some of the things, and 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 th by the way, I, I'm sorry if this is not something you've looked at a lot. Um, those people aren't listening anymore. Josh. Those people have stopped. <laughs> um, but there are there are people, and this is where you guys. I feel like we need to address this some as Christians and as as Christian leaders that that um, in kind of in the name of Jesus, in a sense, saying. Um, that this is all a part of a um, kind of a, a biblical end times kind of um, process yeah. that is leading towards a a one world government um, and a and a one monetary system government. It's really taken out of a very loose verse in Revelation. Revelation thirteen, 13 right? One yeah. verse that 
it doesn't really say that, but we've, I don't know, it's been said a lot, so many times in Christian circles that we've kind of created a whole doctrine and idea around that. Um, and it's just, guys, it's just not that clear. Yeah. And it's dangerous to create a, uh, a doctrine that we hold really tightly and make decisions based on that comes from one apocalyptic yes. text. Yes. So, yes. And, and at the same time, I think there's, there's people who are frustrated with uh, big technology because now, I mean, let's pick on them because I, seriously that, um, the way that, that they do have a power to censor, right. That is, yeah. uh, that is impressive. Like, I mean, that's, that's one way to put it <laughs> and scary and scary and scary. At times. Yeah. And so, so, uh, you know, you've got, there's a little bit of, of suspicion about big technology. I think and, rightfully so. And, and, and exactly. The, the, the rules don't seem to be consistent, right? Yes. The way that they apply. For example, I saw somebody post uh, and they said, listen, if you can shut down Donald Trump overnight, why can't you take child porn off the Internet? Amen. Great question. Seriously. Like, great question. Like, come that on. If we're going to if we're going to censor something, let's. Yes. Let's take the abuse of children off of the internet. Oh my word! Yes, please. So, please. oh, that's a that is a great point. And and let me say, I mean, I think that I don't think that should have happened. I I may be alone here, um, but I don't think they should have taken down Donald Trump from from that. Um, that's where I kind of I kind of like the the flow of ideas. Now, at the same time, I get that that the fact that he is president, his ideas seem to carry more weight. They do. And, and so, and that's a biblical principle, right? Yeah. That, that leaders, the weight, the weight of words of leaders just is, is different yeah. and they'll be held accountable for the way that they use their words. Now, I, I happen to agree with you on that one that I think just from a policy standpoint and a consistent, like I'm a consistency junkie. Hmm. Like I, that's for me, a lens that, I just see the world through. Mm -hmm. I see theology through. I, I want things to be consistent. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, based on the decision that they made there, how you implement that in a consistent way across the board. Yeah. I, I don't, and yeah. who makes these decisions. And to me, that's really dangerous. And the fact that you can just pull something like parlor totally, whether, whether I agree with it or disagree with yeah. it, it is irrelevant. The fact that you have such big tech companies that can shut down entire areas. Yeah. And part of that is on us as consumers. Yes. Like, uh, like this is capitalism. We have given them all that power. Mm -hmm. It's we've given it to them. Mm -hmm. Every time we buy something on Amazon, we give them more power. Yeah. Which, and I'm not saying that that, that buying stuff on Amazon is a bad thing. We just need to recognize that if we don't like it, we're part of the problem. Yep. Yep. And so here, here we are. We're, I think we're primed for a conspiracy theory uh -oh. because we don't like the <laughs> oh, way not Big coming Tech up is with acting. one. <laughs> we could, but no, but There's here's the, the fact. And, and that was really just to show that, that we are, uh, and rightfully so, um, a little bit, uh, um, uh, skeptical about their, their maybe, and maybe more than skeptical. Yeah. worried about some of those, those that power that they have well and i think we let me bounce this off you one mm -hmm. of the things we long for as as human beings is we want to make sense of our world mm. and mm. this like think about all that's happened in the last year global pandemic uh racial issues coming to the surface government lockdowns yeah. um economic uncertainty political unrest, social isolation. I mean, we could go on and on and on, right? Yeah. And I think all of this has sort of created this stew in us where we go, I, w I want the pieces to fit. Mm -hmm. I want this to somehow come together because it feels chaotic. So if I can have a unifying narrative yeah. around this, yeah. then then I'll be okay. Yep. Now as Christians, our unifying narrative often is, um, well, God has a plan. And that's our unifying narrative mm -hmm. and all, everything happens for a reason, which by the way, isn't a Bible verse. No. <laughs> like you can't find that anywhere in the Bible, no. but it's one of the ways we want to stave off confusion and make sense of our world. Another way we do it 
conspiracy theories, mm. right? Like it helps us put things in categories, yeah. explain the unexplainable instead of having to lament in the tension of yeah. this is a broken world, sickness and death are a part of it, uncertainty's a part of it. Mm -hmm. And how do I trust Jesus in the midst mm. of it? Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes it's easier to cling to a conspiracy than it is to cling to Jesus. Ooh, ooh, say that again. It's easier to claim to conspiracy than it is to claim to, on Jesus. Wow. Yeah, that that is that is very true. And maybe, as you're saying, it gives us a bad guy. There, it gives us like a, a you know, a, a target. It's their fault. Yeah. Now, if if this if this were a conspiracy it would be it would be a very impressive conspiracy oh yeah right? i mean I, it crosses all sorts of uh, ethnic yes global like geopolitical this is a, totally businesses that are normally opposed to each other coming together for this um media oh media media and the elites is what i often heard some of these these christians talk about mm -hmm. that that all media and i love it that they're they often say it on media <laughs> they say it to reporters sometimes and i just think what are those reporters thinking and yeah sometimes the reporters and the news anchors are the ones who are saying it's the liberal media or something or you know um as if they get their news from non-media yeah. <laughs> that's right it's all media but if they're the bad guys and if they've orchestrated a pandemic if they've if they've orchestrated an election United States election, um, and they've orchestrated, uh, you know, the, the all the riots and the the economic downturn and all of these things, and it's so secretive that only these few people know mm -hmm. and can piece it together. Then um, they might just deserve to take over if they're that good. <laughs> no, I'm joking. No, but we. I think as as Christians, we just need to um, recognize and name that we have a history of this. Ooh. Like, okay. okay. So between, we, we have since 500, we have between 43 and 45 mm -hmm. large scale affirmations that Jesus is returning on this date, right? And here's wow. why, and here's how, and... Um, the list is actually quite impressive of people that I went, wow, they got in on that. Huh? Mm -hmm. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Now, uh, none of it happened, right? It didn't happen. No, we still, but we still hold on to this like conviction. Jesus is coming back. We, that's oh, yeah. like Christ has died. Christ has risen. Christ will come again. This is a, a an affirmation of the church historic, mm -hmm. but 43 to 45 times large-scale affirmations of Jesus is returning on this day and tons of people bought into it and yeah. tons of people gave money to it and tons of people Sold lost a ton over it all their all their their possessions right yeah yeah and so yeah. I think for us as followers of Jesus to understand our history is mm -hmm. important so like we've talked about a few things tonight the Crusades yeah um other affirmations of certainly Jesus is coming back soon, which that's a part of that mm -hmm. whole Great Reset narrative yeah. is, well, then they kept saying, well, the church is going to be gone because of the rapture. That's the Great Reset for the church. And then hmm. everybody else just gets to, has to endure this. So that, that's all part of that narrative. Mm -hmm. But I just, mm -hmm. I, I feel the need to point out we're over 45 <laughs> in, the, in the last 1500 years on this one. Yeah. And so that's interesting. I hadn't thought of it that way that that we that we like that we like the conspiracy theory um, that there's something about it that like in fact if, if you think about it I guess the disciples were kind of asking for that yeah. right away oh sure <laughs> and I think so you, you have people that um, if they don't like what you're teaching huh. they'll tell you you're just tickling ears, right? And this is a text okay. out of the New okay. Testament, yes, right? Exactly. Where Paul writes yeah. to Timothy, yeah. and yeah. the tickling ears will want to yeah. know. I think this is tickling ears. Oh yeah, I, I think that this is um, a theological perspective uh -huh. that tickles people's ears. Oh, and especially because it mixes in, uh, you know, multiple things that we care about, right? Because we care about our nation. 
Um, and, and it's good that you, that you care about your nation. Like, that's, yeah, that's that, a good thing. It's theolo theology. This is a good thing. Yes. Like doctrine. Yes. It's a good thing. It's mixing a bunch of those good things together, packaging it in a way, putting it against Understanding the evil. times. Yes. This is a good thing. Yes, it is. And then putting it a, 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 as opposed to something that there's an enemy out there that wants to, to get us. And, and, and yet we know that our enemy is not flesh and blood, right? right? It's, it's, it's principalities and rules of age. I mean, this is, this is it's very clear that we have a spiritual enemy uh, that wants to divide us, mm -hmm. wants, to, um, wants to cause this kind of division. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Wow. This, this has been a, this has been a lot of fun. You're out there today. I'm hearing some comments here. I'm seeing great discussion. Thank you. Um, it is, uh, this is, this is a very intriguing thing. If you, if you want to know more, um, I mean, I, I, I say be with be weary of just Googling, um, uh, <laughs> and all these, these concepts, but you can, uh, and you'll hear all sorts of ways that this is, um, all sorts of, all sorts of conspiracy about um, what our world is in because you know they asked our perspective on this in relation to end times is this is this a definitive sign of the end times do we see in this anything that uh is you know is in scripture like that these things are happening that point directly to this yeah i mean so like Christ would talk about wars, rumors of wars, famine, strife, all sorts of things like this, earthquakes. Um, and I, so the power behind some of those movements that we talked about, Josh, the 43, was that they lined up. Some of, some of the things lined up and they went, well, it could be, could be. So I'm not going to say that, that none of it lines up, but what I would say is do it personally, I do not think that. Um, personally, I think that we're in the midst of a pandemic. I, I think that uh, during the Spanish flu, during the Black Plague, if they had the same sort of technological access that we did, that we do now, certainly they would have thought the same thing and they would have been wrong. Mm -hmm. And I think, I, I think that for us, we're in, we're in serious pain. There's a lot of confusion. And I think sometimes we look to certainty theologically and things like that to try to explain it. And so that uh, my conviction would be, we, we might be in the end times, but actually we are technically in the end times. I guess we'll just yeah. say that like, according to Jesus, this is, we are in the end times, but uh, I don't want to make any definitive claims on how close to the end we are based on coronavirus. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, um, somebody here sense? can't hear. Oh, Jake is telling me that my mic died. And so you're going to have to close us. <laughs> well, I, I will share this then. I don't know if I plugged it back in or not. Um, well, what a way to end right there on some technical difficulties. If it's not a dumpster fire, it might as well be a technical <laughs> issue. I think Google shut you off. I think so. <gasps> Ladies and gentlemen, there is evidence. <laughs> evidence that it is happening uh we're not even uh, we are using youtube i guess so uh it's better sound now good well um we'll both kind of come into this well um ryan i want to say thank you thank you for uh yeah, insight this is a lot of fun. fun a lot of fun yeah thanks for your questions and for tuning in and uh nothing we say here can be holding held against us no, <laughs> um no i th i think we we're fairly um uh, yeah we were equal opportunity offenders well, well, hopefully and uh and these are these are confusing times and these are hard times and so um we're praying that uh that that, that we can be uh, a help of, for you in the journey in this journey of of uh of trying to understand the intersection of our faith and the world around us. That's just really what this is about. And so um, we want to be there to process it, to, to go to scripture, to think theologically about that. And we're glad that you can be a part of this. Uh,
Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of uncertainty, a lot of questions. So can I? Yeah, you can wrap up yeah. after this. But there's some things that we know for sure. Here, here's what, some things we know for sure. We're called to love our enemies. We're called to pray for those who persecute us. We're called to be generous. We're called to pray for Jesus's kingdom to come and for His will to be done on earth as it is in heaven. We're called to share the gospel and point people to Jesus, whether he comes back tomorrow or in a hundred years or a thousand years, be ready. But part of our readiness is pointing people to the goodness of our Messiah. And man, I just hope that our political persuasion doesn't take people mm -hmm. away from Jesus. Oh, that amen. would be devastating. Amen. Because it is in Jesus that we find life. And that's what we want for you. And that's what we want for us. That's what we want for our church and our world. And so it's in his name that we say amen. 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 And God bless everybody. Thanks for joining. Yeah, thanks for joining us. Take care.